first ever episode of Church Girls. My name is Liz. And I'm Melissa. And we know everything there is to know about being a Christian mm-hmm. girl. Yeah. Okay, we are a career Christian girls. Because we walked it, we lived it. Yes. yes. So uh, I was uh, in the womb. My parents were mm-hmm. already Christian. I, was, I came out, I had no choice. And I love that I had no choice. Mm-hmm. I... Um, I walked through different seasons in my life. You know, there was times where I, when I was a little girl, I really loved God. And then when I was a teenager, there were some things that the enemy slipped into my life that made me kind of want to walk away from mm-hmm. him in a very angry way. Yeah. <laughs> and then I came back and um, I never really left him. T- I didn't stray too far, I yeah. will say that. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, it's been amazing. It's been an amazing ride and I'm in my 30s and I love God. And mm-hmm. Melissa, I feel like your story's a little similar. Pretty similar. Um, same thing. Grew up in the church. Um, my parents were pastors. Grandparents were. Great-grandparents were. So I was involved in church. Went to church like almost every day of the week, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Um, just around it all the time. And and my my family's lives of following God impacted me so much that I was like, I, that's what I want too. Like, I know there's no, there's nothing else I, I want. Like I want what they have because they made it so impactful for me. Um, but I definitely went on my own journey of realizing that it had to, it had to be me and God. There had to come a point where it was like, no, I, want to serve God for myself and I want to hear from him for myself. So listen, as veteran church girls, if you're new to the church game, if Mm -hmm. you're a girl who just got saved or you're a girl who maybe like us, we were born in the church, but we kind of don't know what the heck it's about because nobody's really sat down and explained (laughs) it to us. uh, We're here to help you with that Mm -hmm. because it's not just about being in a church building. It's not just about being a part of a community. It's about developing a deep relationship with God. So we want to help you with that. And today's Mm -hmm. episode is about being called being chosen. Mm-hmm. This is a term that, you know, everybody talks about at church. Yeah. It's like, oh, are you called to into ministry or are you called into the business world? You know, or we are his chosen people. You just kind of hear that term thrown around mm-hmm. a lot. And and it, you kind of wonder, is it like a common like, thing? Are we yeah. all called? Are we all chosen? Or is it just the like preachers? They, it's a select few of like you are chosen. Yeah, like, it's like, so. you know, especially in youth group, you start to hear about people who are hey, pastor, I'm called into ministry. And then, you know, you got the kids who don't know what that is or maybe don't mm-hmm. feel that, and then yeah. they feel left out. Yeah. But we're here to give you some good news. So good tips, yeah. The Bible says in First Peter chapter 2, verse 9, that we are his chosen people. Mm-hmm. So right off the bat, God is telling us, I don't care who you are, mm-hmm. you are chosen. Yeah. As a people, we are chosen to bear the name of yeah. God. I mean, he even used the word we are as in a group, you know, not just you are called, but we are called. We are all called. Personal story. As a girl growing up in the church, I saw that everybody, you know, was kind of flowing in the spiritual things or they kind mm-hmm. of felt like they wanted to work in a church. I never had that desire. Mm-hmm. Um I never, it wasn't really easy for me to kind of tap into the spiritual things of God. And I was, I instantly determined in my mind, well, I'm un, I must not be one of those called people. Yeah. I must mm-hmm. not be one of those chosen people. Mm-hmm. I'm just a churchgoer because I kind of like it and I agree with it. I'm good with that. Yeah. But God, you know, I, I, I was reading this, this uh, passage and I was so excited because it says it literally right there. It says, we are his chosen people. Whether you're the person who cleans the church, whether you're the person who preach in the church, mm-hmm. or whether you're the person who attends the church, we are the you're body of, of Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're chosen to represent him on the entire planet, not just in a building, mm-hmm. not just within the confines of ministry, but we're called and yeah. chosen to represent God and his image 
in the world. Yeah, everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And that's a, that's a very deep responsibility. So the Bible says, uh, it, it says it like this. Then the Lord, uh, wait, wait a minute. That's not, I'm reading the wrong passage. <laughs> that's Second Peter. I'm reading First Peter. I just think it's amazing because it says that we're, it says, but you are a chosen generation, a mm-hmm. royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. And for me, when I read that, I circled these three words. I circled chosen, special, and called. Mm -hmm. Because I think it's easy for us to start to think of ourselves as none of those things. Mm -hmm. Because if you think about maybe just the the people that God chooses or the people that we see having positions within the church building. Mm -hmm. But that's not the case. The Bible clearly states here that the entire church body is chosen, special, and And called. called. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was, uh, you know, I was asking God about it and I, 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 you know, this is a strange term, but I was saying there's such a trap of the extraordinary selection. So mm-hmm. we think, man, if my life and you, all of us do this, we create a standard or a criteria, yeah. a list of things of that would make our this lives is, good, make our lives great, make our lives special. Well, not only that, but what signifies success. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like when you're a little kid or you start getting into your teenage years and people start asking you the million dollar question, hey, what are you going to be when you grow up? Or what are you going to do with your life? You instantly put together an ideal. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. So if I have this much money, if I drive this much car, this many cars or that kind of car, sorry, um, or if I live in this neighborhood or if I have this many followers on Mm -hmm. social media or if I become famous, then that is extraordinary. Yeah. And you create this criteria, this ideal, and then you only look at the people who have met that mm-hmm. as extraordinary. Yeah. You know, for example, if you're if you're a person who thinks that extraordinary people are those people on TV, then that's your ideal. Mm-hmm. You're like, if I ever make it on TV, then that would be crazy. Yeah. Like, I'd, I'd be extraordinary. But other than that, I'm normal. Mm-hmm. I'm an ordinary human being. Yeah. But the Bible doesn't say that. The, Bible's, the Bible has a clear criteria of who gets to be special called. And it's people who follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. Yeah. The criteria is follow, follow me. Jesus, <laughs> and that's it. You're, yeah. Then you're called. You're special. But I remember for me, mm-hmm. I, idealized, I idealized being extraordinary as being someone who could flow in all of the spiritual gifts of the, mm-hmm. minute, of, of, of the Holy Spirit. And because I couldn't and I didn't know how, you know, no one helped. No one helped me with that because I, I just wasn't asking. I, I thought, well, it's God selecting a few people to mm-hmm. flow in prophetic things and words of knowledge and you know, speaking in tongues and all of these things. And I was like, okay, those are the extraordinary people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I must be ordinary. Yeah, I must be like God's bench warmer team like because you weren't just like it wasn't just happening. to <laughs> Oh you. yeah, yeah. Like I'm you like God's thought, gonna like, come oh, down I from guess heaven. It's not working. <laughs> like I guess it's not for me. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I thought, man, I must be one of those ordinary people because I had I selected a, a list of criteria mm-hmm. and I said if it's not this, if it's not if it doesn't look like this list right here, then it must not be extraordinary. And so yeah. therefore, I I kind of counted myself out. Mm-hmm. And then counting yourself out. So this whole extraordinary selection thing and the reason why I'm talking about it is that your it starts to make up an idea in your mind that if your life doesn't meet that criteria then there's nothing special about you and it leads to the three c's mm-hmm. and that's what we're going to discuss today the three c's number one complacency it sucks it's such a terrible trap and i was there mm-hmm. for so long but complacency it just says listen I, i'm i'm saved i'm going to heaven 
So what, what else? Yeah, what more do I have to yeah, do? What like, do I, else do I have to... This is it, right? Um, strive for in my life. Yeah. If I'm going to heaven, I'm good. I'm saved. I'm going yeah. to heaven. I'm mm-hmm. obviously not one of those people. I don't preach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't lay hands on anybody. Nobody gets healed. I don't really... I don't get words for anybody. I don't mm-hmm. have any prophecy. Yeah. So here I am. And complacency is such a trap. Man, I... It's it, it it creates it lulls you to sleep. You know, there's this uh, there's this passage in Isaiah, Isaiah where it talks about complacency and it says, you know, once you fall asleep and you think like, oh, I'm saved, I'm good, then it is it's then that the enemy comes in and mm-hmm. strikes you the most and you yeah. see yourself like falling at the hand of adversity because you were just like, yeah, whatever, I'm good. Like I I don't know what else I need to strive for. I don't know what else mm-hmm. I need to think about. And that is seriously a trap. Yeah. So it stops you from totally running after God and like seeing, you know, what he has for my life, finding it out, growing your relationship with the Lord that, yeah, you can get into traps where you're just kind of following the crowd, just kind of going to church. And next thing you know, it's, you know, um, you're just kind of lost and like, what am I supposed to do in life? Where am I supposed to be? Like, who is God? How is he, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, and then when something does maybe come along in, in your life and kind of blindsides you, then you are kind of like, what, what does this all mean? Like, um, what does Christianity mean? Like, then you can even start questioning those things because it's not a strong, um, thing that you've did that you personally have developed in your life. And not only that, but you might think like, well, I just don't need it. Like for me, okay. You know, when everybody started to get this whole move of God thing, people were falling out in the spirit and speaking in (laughs) tongues. And there was like this, you know, everybody had like fire over their head type Mm -hmm. stuff and, and nothing happened for me. Right. And so because I I immediately determined that I must be ordinary and God doesn't, you know, want to do that for Mm -hmm. me because I'm just a normal person, Christian or whatever, then I never, I never, I was, I made an excuse about why I didn't need it. I was yeah. like, oh, I don't need that. I don't need the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I don't really need any of that extraordinary stuff. I'm good. Yeah. But that's that's a false thing. And once you lay that at the altar, you give it up. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you, the, the devil can't take anything from you. He just waits for you to give it up. Mm-hmm. And he lets you have this mindset of complacency where you just give things up. You don't have to give up prosperity. You don't have to give up mm-hmm. healing. You don't have to give up dominion, authority. You don't have to give up any of those things. Yeah. But you will if you're complacent. Yeah. If you're like, oh. If you think you don't need them. Like, I'm not laying my hands on the sick, so I don't need to have that authority. Um, I don't need to learn how to pray for people. I remember reading this passage in Isaiah, but Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 32, verse 9, it says, Rise up, you women who are at ease. Hear my voice, you complacent daughters. Give ear mm. to my speech. In a year and some days, you will be troubled, you complacent women, for the vintage, the vintage will fail. The gathering will not come. Tremble, you women who are at ease. And it, and it talks about like falling asleep and how, how God can mm-hmm. see ahead of, ahead of you where yeah. trouble is getting ready to happen. And because you're like, well, mm-hmm. you know, it's like living in peacetime and you're, you're never prepared for war. Yeah. You're just like, ah, you know, everybody's happen. good. It's yeah. never going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then it does. And you're unprepared. Yeah. And I'm not saying you got to live in fear. And I'm not saying you got to be in anxiety mm-hmm. or always planning for the worst case scenario. But there are things that God has promised in his word that we should have. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you should never give those up. You should never be like, yeah. I don't need that. That's yeah. not for me. And even how it said like, what was it? Like a year, you know, yeah. like looking a year ahead. Because I think sometimes it's it's more of like, it's not just like, oh, you go a couple of days without reading the word or, you know, praying, you know, and 
and you're like all of a sudden you you know find yourself lost and stuff it's like this slow um gradual thing that happens and then all of a sudden because I, I feel like I went through that in my life where you know I was really going after God I was like praying really hard I was like um speaking in tongues like setting aside like an hour every day of where I was just like speaking in tongues and fasting and praying you know about you know things I was called to do and stuff like that and then and then I just kind of hit this point in my life where I just kind of I wasn't happy with like my job um, like I was kind of restless in my job. I was like, okay, I want to get a different job. Um, I, I lost a lot of friends in this one particular year, um, just through like, you know, them getting married, moving away and, um, um, just different situations of like losing a lot of people that were close to me. And, and it just, I, I started, um, letting those things slide as far as like spending time with God and stuff. And, and I just found myself more and more just, um, doing my own thing, doing whatever I wanted, you know, not really taking the time to pray. And, um, and it was, yeah, it was just this like slow, gradual thing where one day I just kind of like woke up and I was like, oh my gosh, like, I feel like I, I haven't prayed in a long time. I feel like I'm kind of lost. Like, where's God right now? And, and so I like started, you know, I was kind of like, okay, I need to like get back into praying and stuff. It was probably, yeah, it was probably like a year like span of time. And, um, and I tried to like start praying again and I just felt like all of a sudden things in my life were just getting like worse and worse. And, um, and I just, I remember even at one point, like really, uh, just kind of like asking, you know, saying out loud, like, God, like, where are you? I actually feel like when I pray, you're not listening. And, um, and in that moment, you know, I, I like, I felt like I just, I wasn't close to God anymore. I just, I was so lost. I felt like I didn't really know um, where I was supposed to go, like the next step to take. You know, I just wasn't happy with life and stuff. And and it just, God did um, answer me in that. You know, when I asked, you know, God, where are you? Like, I feel like you're not listening to me. Um, I was going to this one church at the time, and the pastor said one day um, in his message that, Sometimes if we feel like we're far away from God, that means we need to run harder after him. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Wow. So it, it took it took a while, actually, for me to kind of get back to that and actually kind of get some strength back in myself and get some um, get some perseverance for myself. And, you get know, what God for said. X factor. Yeah what God said, you know, I was going to do, like, I had to get that vision back in front of me and say, like, no, I have to go after this. Yeah. I have to do these things. And it did. It took actually a couple years of me um, really going after God again. And then all of a sudden, it was just like, out of the blue, I ended up being like in the most amazing place in my life and just and like doing all the stuff that God said <laughs> I was going to do. But it took an actual step of me saying, I'm not going to be settled here. It's I'm going to go after it. It's you waking up out of complacency. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. you waking up and saying, okay, no, there is more. And mm -hmm. I'm going to go get yeah. it. I'm not mm -hmm. just going to sit here yeah. and, you know, fan myself in in, yeah. in in this little, like, spot that I've created. Because you cannot be, you cannot think, and you cannot do what everyone else is doing mm -hmm. and still stand out. Yeah. You can't stand out. Mm -hmm. You can't be called. You can't be chosen the way the Bible says that you are. 
Yeah. And be and think and do what everyone else is doing. Because mm-hmm. complacency will lull you to sleep and will just make you go with the flow of what everybody yeah. else is doing. Mm-hmm. It will just make you live a life like everybody, everybody else. else. Whatever yeah. it is, whatever the common consensus is for what everybody's doing is what you're going to do because you're mm-hmm. complacent about anything. Yeah. You're not a trailblazer. You're just following the steps that someone else has already made. Mm-hmm. And God has trailblazers. We are all called to be trailblazers. Yeah. And you may not be reinventing the wheel, but you're certainly delivering it the way only you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Bible says that, you know, we are to set our minds on, on things above. We're not called to be common. Mm-hmm. Common is a trap. Yeah. Every time I said to myself, I'm just a I'm just a common girl, mm-hmm. then I'm going to have common girl results. And you know what? When I started to get common girl results, I wasn't happy with God. Mm-hmm. When I started to, to face adversity the way every common human being on the planet faces adversity, I got mad. I was like, God, where are you at? Why, you, why, why didn't you take me out of this? Or why didn't you spare me from this? He's like, oh, wait, you're common. You got common results. Mm-hmm. you're not living the way yeah. that I've said that you lived because you're supposed to live chosen. You're supposed to live mm-hmm. called. You're supposed to live special, which means that you act a certain way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. only, the Bible says that the, the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent, the violent are the ones who take, take it, it by force. Mm-hmm. You know, no one has ever made history by just hanging out at home yeah. thinking this mm-hmm. is it. Yeah. You know, it's the people, the people who have made history are people who see something mm-hmm. and take it by force. Yeah. I mean, they started out as common people. When you read, yes. when you read people's history and I love, I personally love um, people's stories of like inspiration and people who've done amazing things. But if you go all the way back to the beginning, you'll see that they weren't, they were probably a common person, Yeah, but they did certain things that, that pushed them forward that made them stand yeah. out that you know made and, them go after and it's that it's like you else. described it's that moment in your life mm-hmm. and all of us have that yeah. moment i can pinpoint that moment in my life mm-hmm. where i woke up and said no one else is going to write my story for me yeah i have to be the one that does it and mm-hmm. god has ordained for me to do it yeah he's already set me up to win you know at our church we say all the time god has set us up to be a champion in this life mm-hmm. but he didn't set you up so that you could just chill yeah. god's not going to come down from heaven and live your mm-hmm. life for you so that you can leave a mark so that you could be extraordinary he's already given you the tools yeah. he sent his son so that his son could die on the cross and give you dominion give you the keys to everything that he won over for us mm-hmm. But it's, it's up to you to exercise it. Yeah. you got to get up and you got to take what God gave you and you got to mm-hmm. take everything by force. Success is yours. Healing is yours. Yeah. Prosperity mm-hmm. is yours. But you got to do something about it. you got to get up out of complacency. Yeah. You know, because if, if you've had life, I love how everybody has, there are similar life experiences, I will say. Mm-hmm. But the way that we come out of them, you can see who has realized, hey, I'm chosen to do something yeah. because they do something about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, complacency says, I just accept that this is part of life. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is it. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm fine. You know, you, 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 you have a, a setback in your life and you're like, yeah, that's cool. Some people have setbacks. But then there's people who are like, I had a setback, so I'm going to go back to the drawing board. I'm going to talk to God about mm-hmm. it. I'm going to see where I went wrong and I'm going to yeah. do it again and I'm going to succeed. Mm-hmm. There's a difference there because yeah. you realize that there is, there is potential in you because God says you're amazing. Mm-hmm. He says yeah. you're his children. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. his image. Mm-hmm. You were chosen for a reason and your purpose is unique to you. Yeah. And that, and that leads and I, us, oh, okay. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, and again, like you have to, you have to start your relationship out with God and you have to go after God to see what he's saying about you. Maybe you are called to be, the, to do amazing things, 
But if you just stay complacent, you'll never know. You'll never know. Yeah. Yeah. You'll never know. And that leads us to point number two. So point number two is compromise. Compromise mm-hmm. is the second seed mm-hmm. to this ridiculousness that we're talking about. <laughs> compromise. That means yeah. that you start giving stuff up. You start mm-hmm. changing who you are. You know, I really get upset with this because I, I feel like my one of the biggest messages that God has put in my heart is uniqueness and identity. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think that you start compromising whenever you start to fit in. Mm-hmm. Whenever you start to look around and you start to give things up. Like what if God, if, you know, if God has made you a very empathetic human being and you feel strongly, you know, and you, yeah. and you connect with people, but someone starts to tell you, hey, you're a basket case, you're an emotional wreck, or you, you, you cry too much, you start to compromise. Mm-hmm. You start to say like, no, nah, I can't be that person. I yeah. can't sit there and hold somebody's hand mm-hmm. and cry with them because that's that just looks weird or someone yeah. has criticized me about it. And it, you start to compromise. You start to say, I won't do that. I'm going to mm-hmm. hold it in. I'm going to change that about me. And you start to give things up and you start to come down from the level of extraordinary that God mm-hmm. has made you. Yeah. And you start to come down to common and you, mm-hmm. you start to be like everyone else. Yeah. You know, I remember when I was a little girl, um, I, I really always felt like I like I I had a drive to take people under my wing Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was it was a strange like God-given thing because I remember being seven years old and there was this guy who uh went to he came into our church and he was really in need Mm -hmm. and uh my dad ended up giving him like aid and the guy left but as this guy like there was a supernatural thing I remember I went I walked up and I talked to this guy and I'm, I'm like seven years old and then he's leaving the church with aid that my dad gave him and I remember crying. I cried for like two hours and I begged my dad if we could just take this guy home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I, my dad, you know, he, he laughed and he, you mm-hmm. know, he just saw it as like, okay, my daughter's being really weird right now. Yeah. And then my brothers and sisters started making fun of me and they were like, oh, you just like that guy. I'm like, that guy's like 50. And I just <laughs> I really feel like we should help him more. Mm-hmm. And I literally cried for hours. But I remember thinking that's weird because I got made fun of and mm-hmm. I'm like, I will never do that again. Yeah. And it, yeah. it, 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 I, I started to stifle that part of me until yeah. it was instead gone. Instead of letting that compassion drive you to say, like, I'm going to be someone who's going to help Well, people. instead of questioning, like, okay, God, why did you put that in me? Mm-hmm. And what should I yeah. do with it? And that can be, yeah. that's obviously something unique in me because other people think it's hilarious. <laughs> but how can I use it to advance your kingdom? Mm-hmm. And and, it, and I I compromised it. I was like, yeah. no, nah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be normal because mm-hmm. that just gonna make me weird yeah and i start and i compromised so much until i saw it disappear and it was only when i had that moment of mm-hmm. i have to go after god and find out who he wants me to be that that was reawakened in me yeah you know mm-hmm. and i started to feel for people and i started to see people the way he sees them and love people mm-hmm. the way that god loves people yeah so don't compromise please don't give up the amazingness yeah. that god is if you're weird be weird <laughs> There's power in your weirdness. Don't yeah. compromise. Don't mm-hmm. give that up. God doesn't want you to give up. He He made you literally the way that you have to be. Mm-hmm. So what God, you know, what God has designed for you and what God has chosen for you to do, only you can do. And he's already deposited yeah. inside of you every single skill and resource that you need to get the job done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the enemy wants you to compromise it. Yeah. And he's going to put people around you yeah. that are going to make fun of you. And the enemy wants you to think that you don't have those special talents, you don't have those gifts, you don't have something that's unique about you, because everyone does. And um, But yeah, as long as the enemy can lie to you and say that you don't, then yeah, you'll fall into that um, compromise and give things up that would probably make you um, do extraordinary things if you allowed it to grow. Don't diminish the greatness of God Mm -hmm. by saying, if it doesn't look like this, then it can't be God. Yeah. 
listen, God is, he's the ancient of days. Mm-hmm. He's the most extraordinary yeah. being in the universe. Yes. And he has, you know, if, if we are the image of God on the world, mm-hmm. in the planet, yeah. then he is expressing his infinite self in mm-hmm. millions of different ways. Yeah. And we cannot just diminish that by saying, well, he only moves this way or he only does this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, no, listen. You know, I was going to use anything and everything in yeah, your life. Like yeah. I was talking to one of my friends and he's kind of a rough guy, like really rough. And <laughs> he was saying, I could never be a preacher because I'd come off all angry and rough. And I'm like, listen, you could totally be a preacher because there's mm-hmm. an angry, rough crowd out there that will only hear it from you. Yeah. You yeah. are the one. You're mm-hmm. chosen. Because some people are like, I don't listen to that preacher because <laughs> they're too soft. You yeah, know, like or, some people need to hear it. You know, I, like he, you know, he's looked like he's lived a life and he has mm-hmm. a testimony. I'm like, dude, that gives if, you a yeah. platform. Yeah. To if reach people testimony, yeah. I could never reach. You know, if I'm try- if I'm talking to a biker gang, they're like, okay. And I'm like, I have no, I have no way, in no way can I relate to you right now. Yeah. They're not going to hear it from mm-hmm. me, but they'll yeah. hear it from him. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, yo, God is so amazing that he has an infinite amount of ways mm-hmm. that he's reaching us in, yeah. his, in his great love for us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, like, I'm an artist. And so, like, I like to draw and stuff like that. And, and just like last year... um, I I did a drawing and one of the youth girls like um, commented on it was like oh that's really cool and and she asked you know can you draw a picture of me so I drew a picture of her and and um I painted it with like watercolors and stuff like that and when I gave her to her, gave it to her she was so like oh thank you so much you know and stuff but then her mom came up to me um like a couple days later and was like you you actually don't know how much that actually meant to her. You know, and, and it's like God, he'll use anything yeah. in your life. You know, any gift, any talent that you have to touch someone else's life, to yeah. make an impact for someone else, um, to make it a pinpoint in their life to turn them, you know, closer to God. Or And you never know what it is. You yeah. never know. It could just be your sense of humor. It could just be your personality. Um, it could be one little talent that you have. But, yeah. you know, anything. And And, you know, I'm telling you, when, when you realize who you are and when you, you start walking towards God, knowing that you are extraordinary, knowing mm-hmm. that you are chosen, called, special, his own possession, then you will never compromise because mm-hmm. you will always remain firmly rooted on the identity that God has given you. Don't mm-hmm. ever let the world give you an identity. And yeah. don't let the world twist your identity and pervert it. You know, because the other side of complacency looks like striving to be somebody that I was never created to be. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's compromising everything in you. Yeah. You know, because if God created me as, a, you know, an introvert or mm-hmm. somebody who's very uh, musically inclined or I don't know, something. Yeah, yeah. But if you're just, if you created a standard that says this is successful and mm-hmm. then I'm striving to be that other yeah. person, I'm compromising mm-hmm. everything that God yeah. has set up for me. Yeah. Well, like for me, um, again, I came from a family of preachers, you know, um, I had a lot to, you know, <laughs> live like, <up> to. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and I knew from, from my teenage years that God was going to use me to like minister to young people and stuff. But again, I was like, but I'm, I'm really quiet. Like I'm kind of like a shy person and, and people would you know, say that to me all the time. Um, people I, you know, would meet for like two seconds and they'd be like, man, do you ever talk, you know, <laughs> and stuff. And, and those kind of like little comments did, you know, deter me from being like, yeah, I'm going to preach one day. Like I'm going to minister to young people one day. Cause I was like, wait, but I'm like too quiet. Like maybe I need to change. Maybe I shouldn't be like this, you know? And so, 
um, it was a struggle for years of being like, you know, I wanted to say something to, you know, someone, but it was like, but I'm too quiet. I'm too shy. Like, I'm too scared to, to speak out, you know, and, um, but I had to get over that and I had to allow God to show me some things in my life that I was allowing to, you know, to the lies that I was allowing to make me quiet and, and actually realize that I'm actually not like a shy person. Like I'm laid back and I'm chill, but, um, but I can almost talk to anybody now, but it's just like, but I'm not the person who walks in the room and just like starts, you know, yeah, and that's, you know, and stuff, that's what but, I feel like. If you allow God mm-hmm. to show you who you are, yeah. then you hone in on that and you yeah. perfect it. You know, for mm-hmm. example, for me, I know that my husband is, he's the great multitudes guy. Like mm-hmm. he's, he's comfortable in a room of a hundred or more and he yeah. loves that. He feeds off of it. He just yeah. becomes like a totally different person. Like he's just this look in his eye and I'm like, <laughs> there he is. He's unleashed. <laughs> for me, I'm comfortable around a group of, you know, five or six. That's mm-hmm. my happy place. I'm yeah. not an introvert in any, in any sense of the word, but I, I'm, I don't like large parties. I mm-hmm. like intimate gatherings of, of friends of, yeah. you know, I, I'm mm-hmm. more of a relational discipleship yeah. kind of girl. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of where I live. My husband will walk up to random strangers and be like, Hey, let me pray for your leg. And I'm like, okay, I'm not that girl. But if I'm in relation, like if Melissa mm-hmm. comes into my house and she's my friend, you know, I've known her for a while and she's sick. I'm like, let's pray for you right now. Like yeah. I, I, that's kind of, but I, I, if I compared myself to him, I would start feeling less than, yeah. and then I would never realize that God has created me differently and mm-hmm. for a reason and intentionally yeah and then once i once i realized that hey i'm this way for a reason and i'm mm-hmm. this way with a purpose yeah so i'm gonna like hone in on it and perfect mm-hmm. it and make sure that every time i act the way that god has act, chosen me to act mm-hmm. then it's gonna flourish it's gonna yeah. have the greatest amount of impact mm-hmm. instead of trying to be somebody i'm not yeah you know i, I can't do what he does mm-hmm. and he can't do what i do yeah. he's he, it's, we're different Mm -hmm. And we have to allow ourselves to accept that and to then make that thing thrive. Yeah. And that's where we're not compromising what God has asked us to do. And then the last C that I have for us to discuss as we're wrapping up is carelessness. And this, I think, is the biggest thing because especially for young people, Mm -hmm. if you don't realize from the moment that you've given your life to Christ, the first thing that you should realize is how much he loves you and how Mm -hmm. he orchestrated that specific moment in time where you and he met, mm-hmm. you know, it's not yeah. an accident, man. It's no. not just, you know, some person who loves God. There are so many times in my life where I have, it seems accidentally ended mm-hmm. up talking to somebody about Jesus and they accept their life. They give their lives to Christ. They accept Jesus into their heart. And I instantly tell them, I never walk away without telling them, listen, this is God. This is a divine appointment. Mm-hmm. I didn't just end up here. I'm not just talking to you because I, you know, saw Mm -hmm. you from across the room. Like God compelled this moment in time. He prepared it for you because he's, he's after you. Mm -hmm. He wants you to discover who you are in him. And once you realize that you'll never have a careless decision in your life. Mm -hmm. Every decision you make is important. Yeah. Everything that you do, every action, every thought, every feeling, it's important. God is an intentional God. He is never you know, my daughter had a devotion uh, yesterday and her devotion said, God never sleeps. He's never mm. asleep. Mm-hmm. He's always doing something. Yeah. He's always speaking. He's mm-hmm. always moving. And I think when you realize that, then you realize, man, I'm connected to him. Therefore, I'm always doing. I'm always speaking. Mm-hmm. I'm always on the go. Yeah. And there's never carelessness. It's never just like, well, I'll just date the first person that comes around. 
mm-hmm. or eh, I'll just take that job or, <laughs> or, you know, I'll just do that. Eh, I don't know. Maybe I'll go to college. Maybe I won't. There's mm-hmm. no carelessness. Yeah. Because you, yeah, because you're already thinking like God has a plan. He has a purpose. Yes. He has a call for my life. He has a destiny for me to fulfill. What is it? Yes. And you're going to go after it. You're going to ask those questions to God. Like, yes. what do you want me to do? What am I called to do? You know, who am I that you've created me to be? Like, who are the people I'm going to touch? You know, and it, and it happens every single day. Too. Yes. It's not just, it's not it's a moment not in time. term decisions either. It's, it's the little decisions like, too. I, I have so many people who ask me, well, I haven't had that moment where I've been touched in a service or I've ha- I haven't had that moment where I've cried in the presence of God for an hour. Listen, it's not about a moment in time. Mm-hmm. I will tell you the greatest impacts in my life have been walking with God every single day. Yeah. It's hearing him mm-hmm. speak to me throughout my day, mm-hmm. every day that has made me yeah. who I am today. Mm-hmm. Yes, those awestruck moments, those moments in time where you have amazing encounters with God, they're great. They're absolutely mm-hmm. great and you should yeah. get one. But that doesn't that doesn't actually change you. It isn't like a like all of a sudden there's a snap or or a spell that comes on you that makes you great. No, yeah. it's walking with mm-hmm. him. It's an everyday decision. It's an everyday thing where you're like, yeah, I mean, like those moments can be big and impactful, but that's just the the moment where you realize you need more of God, where you realize you're running after God. Yes. But it takes those day-to-day moments to keep that going. To me, that those great moments, those those one point in time moments are inspiration mm-hmm. but it's dedication and discipline that gets you that final thing yeah. that god has mm-hmm. inspired you to run yeah. after yeah because like again you could have an impactful moment where god tell you know speaks to you like maybe you went to a youth service maybe you were at church and you got called out and you got a word or maybe even during the service like you heard from god something special you know like uh, that you were going to do something or or to give something up maybe even yeah. you know like like a call to say you know like you haven't been living quite right like change this in your life but it takes the next day of you yeah. waking up and saying i remember god i got that. inspired to do something so i'm gonna mm-hmm. walk it out and yeah. that's why you hear a lot of christians talk about hey this isn't a religion this is a relationship well this is what we're talking mm-hmm. about it's the lit- it's the relationship where you yeah. talk to him every single day you walk you walk with god hand in hand mm-hmm. god is always going to push you something if you walk with god you will never go somewhere bad yeah. You will never mm-hmm. have a bad result. I'm telling you, you live your life with God every single day and you will always end up where you need to be at the right time in the right place. And mm-hmm. you will be blessed. I mean, walking in God's purpose is not just I'm doing for God and so therefore he's pleased with me, but he also does for you. It's mm-hmm. an amazing thing. It's the it's the job that has the best perks. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it only comes you alone with God. Mm-hmm. You alone with God. God is speaking every day. Yeah. Ask God what he's mm-hmm. what he's trying to get you to understand about yourself. Mm-hmm. Ask him. Every time you have a question about who you are, where you're going, what you're doing, what your purpose is, you know, whatever it is that you're feeling, you have to go to God. Just you and him and mm-hmm. his word. Yeah. And you will find the answer. Your road and your journey are unique because your perspective is yours and yours alone. And God needs you to share his word and share who he is through your unique perspective that he's given mm-hmm. you. Don't ever give that up. Don't get complacent, don't compromise, and don't be careless about who you are. You are called, chosen, and special, and don't ever give that up. So the good news is 
you can start today. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> That's how we end every podcast. So you can start today. Hey, mm-hmm. listen, if you've been living a life of complacency, if you've compromised in so many ways, like I once did, if you've made so many careless decisions and you think, man, Liz, I'm too far gone. I'm kind of deep in this craziness <laughs> that I've created. God, yes, God is able to pull you out of that because mm-hmm. who you yeah. are is who you are. The devil can never take that from you. You just got to unearth it out of you. And God is there to help you climb out of wherever you are and turn you into the person that he's created you to be. So start today. Yep. All right. We love you guys.